I'm glad. I feel I'm just rambling. <laughs> that's. I mean, that's basically no, no. what podcasting is. It's. It's just. Uh, <laughs> just literally talking, and hopefully, when you chop it together, it's something that people want to listen to. Hey everyone, Joe here. You're listening to the third episode of Like for Like, a podcast where my friends and I talk to some interesting people about what it means to be a creator in the world of social media. My co-hosts today are Alex. Hello. And Jonathan. That's me. <laughs> On this episode, Jaws, creator of the Witchcraft webcomic, will be joining us soon. But first, how's it going, guys? Joe, what's this new Skype conversation recording feature you're telling us about? <laughs> I like how, yeah, that was a that was a great segue, Alex. No, so <laughs> a lot of people use Skype for these kinds of podcasts, including us, obviously. And for the, what is it, like 15 years that Skype has been around, they've never had a built-in audio recording feature. There've, there's always been, you have to take your conversation threads, your, your stems from that audio and have them processed by some external program or device driver that is separate from Skype. So people use like voice meter and things like that. We're currently using OBS and I'm recording my mic in live, which is why I sound different from you guys. But this new Skype recording feature is like built into Skype. I have it turned on right now, so I don't know if it like automatically records every conversation you do while it's on. There hasn't been a lot of information out about how, how exactly it works. It like literally came out yesterday. Okay, but you said you have that on as well as OBS. Yeah. So the way it's uh, the way it's described in the Skype program. Are you sure is... you could have two on at the same time right now? Hey, you know what? Uh, I know what I'm doing. Uh, hey, okay. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> so there's a little plus sign in the bottom right hand corner of Skype now. Well, I mean that's that's been there for a while. But in addition to the options it normally gives you, now there's a start recording option. I, I don't know if it records the entire conversation as one file or if it gives you the individual stems the individual stems would be just ungodly amazing yeah it's pretty cool uh we're, we'll probably try it on the next friend cast and see what the audio quality is like okay it'll probably go up after our interview with sharky cool which is funny you've pointed out how those names have a certain theme i love it we need to find out if there is a megalodan that i really want to know <laughs> yeah We'll just find somebody and get them to say that they're Megalodan, start up a fake art, art account and stuff, and then and then we'll interview that person. Okay. Well, we'll... You're, not, you're not supposed to talk about burner accounts while the podcast is live. Oh, sorry. Damn it. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot we were recording. Well, I might, uh, I might as well look. I want to check see if there's a Megalodan. Okay. Yeah, you, you do that. Okay. We'll, we'll develop our, our own little like-for-like uh, -like multiverse with a bunch of shark superheroes. Shark art superheroes. I have, sorry, excuse me, I have a cat here that I might have to have to put away. He's really bad at playing at inopportune <laughs> times. So let me just put this cat away. Hi, cat. Uh, before before we get Jaws on. What's the cat's he, name? The cat's name is Maynard. And no, uh -huh. I did not name him. My dad did. Uh, okay. <laughs> so I, I have no say... idea. I have no idea where, where, where the inspiration for that name comes from. Hey, buddy. Definitely Pussifer. Oh, sure. Totally. All right. Uh, again, I'll be right back. <laughs> okay. I'm starting to think he has like a, just a wall of cats. Because he said, I need to put away this cat. As in, <laughs> yeah. this is one of the cats that got loose. I need to go put it back up with the rest of the cats. Yeah, they're in like trans-dimensional portals. 
on his wall. Mm-hmm. He just like reaches in. Each weird glowing portal has a new cat in it. They're all just Schrodinger's cat. Oh, that that him. would suck because every time he reaches into the wall, he's like, "I'm." There's a fifty percent chance that this cat is n- no longer. Well, I I think if it's a cat, if you touch it, you're like, this cat. If it was alive, would definitely attack me. Oh yeah, it's an even more complex uh, quantum state because it it could be a cat, but it could also be a crocodile or an what alien. What also is and isn't like a Nazgul on the other side? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It could be they a Nazgul. is and isn't. He just reaches in, loses a hand, and then the Nazgul <laughs> head <laughs> sticks out, yeah. and it's like, <laughs> I can't do the sound. <clears throat> You got it. (laughs) Ow. Now I can't talk anymore. That hurt. Why did we do that? (laughs) Hey. Uh, Hello. How's it going? Hello. Hello. Hey, hey. Uh, How is my microphone? Oh, it sounds fine. Sounds great. Oh, Coming in good. clear. I guess we'll just start off with uh, how how's Jay been? Uh, it's been pretty chill. I actually bought uh, Two Point Hospital today. <laughs> Play that. Nice. Cool. I don't think I've heard of that one. Uh, it's pretty new. I think it was released uh, very recently. I have like no knowledge of the predecessor, but uh, apparently it's based on like a game from the 90s where you you basically like sim monitor a hospital. Oh, okay. Like theme hospital? Uh, yeah, I guess. Like, is that the name of the old game? Yeah, yeah, the of uh, the one from the '90s. I have like distinct memories of, of walking into a uh, Spin, the computer game rental store in San Antonio that was a thing like before Game Crazy or whatever. Yeah, I, I actually think uh, Two Point Hospital is like a spiritual successor of Theme Hospital. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. I'm looking cool. at it on Steam right now. Maybe we'll we'll have to start another uh, just another podcast that's us playing games, but it's just the audio. <laughs> <laughs> just here clicking, you're like having fun. Like, yep, <laughs> yep, mm-hmm. Yeah, there's no there's no voiceover either. It's just the game sounds, mouse and keyboard sounds. <laughs> so, so basically, a lot of Twitch streamers out there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Yeah, and then we'll put it up on Twitch with also no video. Yeah, yeah, just like a photo or something. Mm-hmm. <laughs> It'll get the job done. So to start off, was there a specific inspiration for witchcraft, like this particular webcomic? The origin story of witchcraft is pretty lame. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Because uh, it all actually just began like a little spoof story between uh, a friend of mine and myself. Because uh, a friend of mine, she's like really into witchy uh, aesthetics. Mm-hmm. So I, I basically just wrote her on Facebook one day, like, imagine a witch. She's really bad and all she wants is true love. So the day she decides to craft a love potion, she instead summons a death summon. <laughs> and we were like, oh, yeah, that sounds fun. And then I did six really terribly drawn pages like I I was very determined they were going to be no effort just fun so they look like absolute horseshit (laughs) 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 and I this is like I think this year it's three years ago so I uploaded them to what was then Tapastic which is today Tapas yeah and just uploaded the six pages 
thought nothing more of it, went to bed, woke up the next morning, and the same friend, she was like, uh, congratulations on your comic. And I was like, what? 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 <laughs> so I went to Tapastic, and it had like over 10,000 views, and Whoa. I was wow. like, what the heck just happened? And <laughs> apparently the, like, the staff of Tapastic had picked it up and promoted it on the front page as like, oh, this is a new comic, you should check it out. I was like, oh no. <laughs> <laughs> oh no, I wasn't ready for this. <laughs> it's like posting like a terrible selfie to a beauty pageant and suddenly you're picked off and you're like, I'm not ready for this. <laughs> Did that create a lot of pressure going into creating the second chapter? Absolutely, because like six pages, like let's face it, isn't even a chapter. It's, it's just six pages. And uh, I was yeah, like, yeah. I-, I have no story. Uh, I have no message. I have no characters. I have no nothing. So at like my initial thought was like, oh no, I have to write on this sudden attention. Like I have to uh, utilize this the best as I can. Yeah. So for like half a year, I really forced it and basically created the story page by page. Mm-hmm. And I'm positive that some like genius out there can do that. I cannot. Yeah, that's, that's but... hard to to build on that momentum like unless you especially for something like a comic unless you have a pretty decent rough outline for a story it's hard to just come to a page and completely conceptualize it from start to finish in one sitting yeah absolutely like i said i'm i'm no storyteller genius i will never claim that and i need to prepare a lot for something like that so this was obviously just for fun and I never expected it to kick off like it did. So like eventually it went into like a long hiatus. So that was that was another thing I was going to ask about is how was how was coming back to it after that long hiatus? Pretty terrifying, actually. <laughs> I obviously I left just the, the old pages. I just left them up on Tapaste mm-hmm. and I didn't really do anything else. I just I obviously I wrote a post like, hey, sorry, guys like this comic is going to go MIA. I don't know when or if it's going to be back. And I was very honest. I told them like how it was, like how it all had started and that I was never expecting this amount of attention. Mm -hmm. It took two years before I picked it up again. And during those two years, like a lot in my private life changed and a lot of my creativity, like the focus in my creative life uh, shifted. Mm -hmm. So I, to be honest, I wasn't even sure I was going to go back because I didn't think I had a story because to me was just those like six silly pages yeah but then i sat down and i was like maybe maybe there's something there maybe i can tell something because maybe i can include like my burning topics and stuff that i'm super passionate about and from there i just like yeah I, i got to work and i was determined that before i started a single page i would have the beginning the midsection and the end and then everything else could just like float into place as i worked yeah, at least getting those sort of nodes of the plot uh, strung out beforehand, and then each page is just you filling in the gaps between. Yeah. And uh, mm-hmm. between these moments of this unexpected success you're finding with it, um, and having to just be like, oh, I didn't plan for this to be a thing, and now it's becoming a thing, and then you took your hiatus and had life happen for whatever happened in that time period. How did that help you, especially when you came back to it, make a better connection with your character if you feel like there's a connection or a person that you feel is connected to fortuna when your main characters or not i'm just kind of curious uh it, there was more personal involvement at that point forward yeah like without sounding 
pretentious. I think I personally grew a lot. Like I matured a lot during those two years because mm-hmm. like I'm I'm slowly turning into old fart. Like next year I'm turning thirty. <laughs> yeah. So uh, <laughs> uh, we're right there with those, you. That's, uh, that's okay. <laughs> yep. 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 Okay. Good. Good. I'm not alone. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, like my mid to late 20s, I as a person changed a lot. I matured greatly, I like to think. Like I, I gained a patience and an understanding that I definitely didn't have when I was younger. And I really think those aspects are being channeled into my current comic. And when like, when it comes to Fortuna herself, I like if you're asking if I'm channeling something of myself or my experiences into Fortuna, I I can't really say that I reflect myself in her personally. Mm-hmm. Like if you read uh, read any of it, I'm yeah. I'm more of Astrid. <laughs> yeah. Oh, really? I'm I'm very harsh, like tough love. That's me. <laughs> yeah. Both with myself and. To a certain degree, my friends, that's also a thing that I've learned in later years that you don't always have to be brutally honest. <laughs> you, you can like cushion your opinions a tad, uh, but I'm definitely the Astrid of the group. Yeah, yeah for sure. Okay. So, so she's, she's definitely based on me. But for Chuna, I think she's still very much based on the friend that I mentioned in the beginning because uh, okay. my friend is extremely sweet, whimsical, clumsy takes everything at like face value like as it happens yeah i think she's definitely based on my friend <laughs> and and do you have like uh, uh other friends that those two others uh, uh in the in the four person witch group do you have other friends that they're based on as well oh yeah absolutely uh susie is based on one of my absolute best friends which i also was a roommate with for i think six years and her real uh real name is susan in norwegian uh-huh. So I just shortened it to Susie. And the thing with my friend is that she has a naturally good looking curly hair when it's long. Like those curls don't look real. Like a side story, super stupid. But I remember the first day at, I guess it's the equivalent of college for you guys, what I went to. Right. The first morning she showed up to school and her curls were definitely the first thing you would see. And I was like, what kind of nerd spends that much time to look this good for like <laughs> just sitting up at school? And then later I learned that those are her disgustingly natural curls. Oh, oh no. <laughs> That's and great. We kind of uh, joked around that her hair could resemble tentacles, and that's how Susie got tentacle hair. Okay. That's awesome. I do like her design a lot. No, thank yeah. you very much. <laughs> and also, trust me, you're not sounding pretentious with what you said. Yeah. I really do believe that. When we suffer, we do have a better ability to actually understand and impose how other people are suffering. And so that's just part of growing up. Yeah, absolutely. And for me personally, like when I was younger, I I think I lacked perspective and I think I lacked like greater understanding, like just like I said, of other people's emotions. I was like, well, why can't you just get a grip or why can't you just like suck it up? Like I was yeah. very harsh and cruel. Yeah. No. And then as I got older, I was like, wow, what a bitch. Like, how do I still have friends? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just like the more you experience, the more you understand life and the more you understand others. And it adds to your uh, 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 to your empathy. It adds to your knowledge, adds to your wisdom, you know, just your life experiences. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, that that empathy is pretty necessary in writing a good story that revolves around 
a character who is meant to be relatable. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So the other thing I wanted to ask about is um I don't know if it's a topic that the people listening to this show will uh have much experience with. Yeah, we we don't really know who the audience is for this yet. Uh other than the people that are following me, I guess, on Instagram. <laughs> uh <laughs> Selling smut art. What is the reaction to like people who don't who who know you in real life when you tell them that that's part of your like uh, sort of artistic portfolio? Uh, just like a quick side note, it's really funny that you ask because just today mm-hmm. I ed- I had to do an active choice and take down that tier of my Patreon oh, wow. because uh like uh, a couple of days ago. Patreon emailed me because like my patron is like marked as adult content from Patreon side so people will be aware when they like enter my patron or whatever. Yeah, definitely. It was like, "Hey, because I I don't know like how much you guys know about this, but I personally I listen to another podcast. I don't know if I can mention the name or yeah, totally. if I should just leave that. We'll, it's we'll link called... on everything. <laughs> yeah, 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 go for it. It's called Dirty Old Ladies. Okay. And it's <laughs> okay. just as amazing as it sounds. It's three comic book artists and two of them create uh, smut comics for like that's their job okay either create or produce others uh, like one of them is like so into the game now that she she is producing and releasing other artists comic books it's super cool <laughs> that's great i can imagine that's and, a pretty cool community yeah i think at least it's very liberal <laughs> <laughs> yeah but Lovely. i've i've learned so much listening to them both from just creating normal comics, but also like how it works, creating not safe work art and all that uh, jazz. But they they mentioned something that's very important to know if you want to make a living out of selling smart is that not all banks want to handle that kind of money. Interesting. So like uh, as an example, I'm pretty sure like I may be taking this out of thin air, but I'm pretty sure that I have learned that let's say you sign up for a porn site that you want like a subscription like on whatever like Pornhub or Brasser or whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, really gotta leave those comments on those videos, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like and share. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but let's say you want to like uh, you want to subscribe you will never be able to do it with your Visa because Visa doesn't want to give their money to porn. Interesting. I mean, I, I guess that that makes some sense. But well, that's like, yeah, that's coming from a place that is so yeah. <laughs> Personally, I think it's. I'm oh, sorry. It's dumb. <laughs> I think it's incredibly crude and old-fashioned. Yeah. That's all. Yeah. To me. Like I, I in 2018, I don't get how porn can be shameful. But that's just me. I completely agree. Yeah, that's understandable. Yeah. You know, so, we just we just live in like a really like sexually rigid area. So it, well, and even oh, just yeah. e- even just as a as a country, America is uh, traditionally like we have a a history of really really close minded thinking on sexuality and just like the natural human body. Yeah, you know, prudishness. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. America has a history of being <laughs> prudes. That's that's basically it. So I guess that's kind of normal for us to hear because you say, oh, you know, like, like Visa doesn't want to pay porn. And we're just like, you know, we hear that and we think, well, yeah. Sound business duh. practice or something. You know, like, <laughs> it's not like, it, 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 it's not like we agree with that, but that's just like, you know, it's kind of the norm. That's what it is. Yeah. I mean, can yeah. you buy like a hunting rifle with a Visa? <laughs> well, <laughs> yeah, <seriously. laughs> that's uh, going probably. a different direction in terms of, uh, 
<laughs> yeah, I don't mean to go off track. But I'm just saying, like, come on, really? <laughs> no, yeah, money is money, right? Yeah, who cares? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, the the sort of concept of money is like people put value into a thing, and then we give that value some sort of monetary equivalent, and like that's what people pay for it. So uh, if people value a thing, like like porn or smut art then uh yeah, yeah people should be able to pay for it yeah and the sex industry is the sex industry is like the i guess like the health industry or the food industry it's like it's it's human it's never going to go away yeah it's always going to be a market for it mm-hmm. yeah absolutely like i i from, come also from a home but like whenever i tell people about my upbringing they're like your hippies because <laughs> okay. my yeah. my mother has always like been very natural like it's not that she's like talked a lot about sex with me but she has been very like you know it's completely natural it's part of human nature bloody blood she's never been like one of those sex is dangerous sex sucks you should be super scared never get pregnant blah 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 like she's been very chill yeah so yeah. to me it's so alien that like just to do like a super side note but i think that always gets me with uh, a thing i'm very passionate about which is video games yeah is that you can go out and massacre people <laughs> super cool mm-hmm. not 18 plus age limit there's one sex scene between people who genuinely love each other 18 yep <laughs> yeah that's a good point yeah yeah it's it's such a double standard i mean there are so many of those double standards like that out there but but that is one that is that hits uh, close to home for those of us in the art and especially gaming communities. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I just think it's terrible that killing is more okay than making love. Yeah, you just summed it up right there. Not, not a side note, but going back to the comic, <laughs> yeah. I love this conversation. Um, <laughs> there is a moment, uh, I don't want to give too much away because people need to read your comic, but there is a scene that I felt was really reminiscent of sleep paralysis. And yeah. I didn't know if that was intentional, if you if you had your own experience with sleep paralysis or not. Um, I'm just I just want to know. I'm curious. Um, I'm super glad you asked. And uh, actually, one of the comments on that page, I'm pretty sure they asked, like, is this supposed to be sleep paralysis or like uh, resemble it? And I was like, oh my lord! I was super afraid. I was too on the nose on this. But definitely, at the same year that I started creating the initial six pages of Witchcraft, I, I experienced my first uh, sleep paralysis, as I know what sleep paralysis in adult age. Mm-hmm. And it was terrifying. I had just, like, weeks before read about it, like what it was. And uh, one day I went to sleep, just took a nap. I'm, I'm a big fan of naps. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh, as I woke up, it, I was just gripped by this immense fear. Like, I, as someone who's uh, afraid of the dark, a big wuss, and can like not play horror games, not watch scary movies, or or not see scary images on the internet uh, <laughs> without getting scarred for life, I have never in my life been more scared than I was when I woke up from that nap. And yeah. obviously, I couldn't breathe and I couldn't move. Luckily, I very quickly realized that this had to be sleep paralysis. So I closed my eyes so I wouldn't see anything scary. <laughs> yeah. And then I started the kill bill technique, wiggle your little toe or big toe or whatever, like wiggle the big toe, wiggle the big toe, like get the sensation of feeling back in your body. And then I just like yanked myself up eventually. I was like, thank the Lord. That's oh, wow. Yeah, that's that's such that's an crazy. utterly frightening experience. 
fortunately i haven't experienced that myself like deep breaths deep breaths yeah yeah, like yeah. The, the whole scene that way was described i actually had a friend that uh went through that and he described it as like having this huge pressure on his chest and he saw like this creepy being hanging over him i was just like oh that made me think of that immediately when i saw that like that strip he did a yeah. good job of cap- capturing that Thank you so much. I'm I'm very happy that uh, more and more people see that resemblance. And there's uh, there's this very famous painting. Uh, shame on me. I don't remember the name or the painter, but I can Google it and link uh, link to you after yeah. after this uh, recording. Where there is like this. Uh, I think it's a lady laying in the bed and this gnarly creature sitting on her chest. And that's like a very famous painting of sleep paralysis. Oh, uh, uh, it, it, isn't that called nightmare? Yeah, I, night terror. I think. Nice. Yeah, which is another like I, yeah another term for that. <clears throat> yeah. And there's like a white horse head with white eyes peering out from like the yeah uh, yeah yeah yeah, yeah that's Ugh. the one. Yeah. It's yeah. super creepy, and I definitely had that in the back of my mind creating those strips. Mm-hmm. Yeah, if you couldn't tell, Alex is a bit of a uh, horror aficionado. <laughs> uh, a, a aficionado uh, might be might be might be putting it a, a bit too far, Connoisseur. but uh, but uh, I don't know. I don't, I, <laughs> Sometimes I like making horror movies, you know. Sommelier is another <laughs> French word. We could... <laughs> oh, sommelier, I like that. <laughs> sommelier of the horror genre, sure. <laughs> Despite being the biggest coward on earth, my fa- one of my absolute fr- favorite franchises is Silent Hill. Oh, uh, yeah. Sure. Yeah, yeah. I'm still sad about PT. Uh, uh, thank, you. thank you for bringing uh, that up. Yep. I know. <laughs> Eternal heartbreak. <laughs> but I am really looking forward to games uh, 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 coming out that will be as as crappy as this is to say, like PT clones. Because, oh, yeah, but like, there, there are several there of those be. already out there. Uh, like uh, Layers of Fear is definitely oh, a PT-inspired yeah. game. Yeah, you're right. That was, that was a really interesting game. Yeah, uh, I, I remember when I first opened up Layers of Fear, it was uh, October of 2017, 2016. No, no, uh, uh, November of 2016. And and they had this like bonus level in the basement that I didn't know about. So before actually starting the game, you get to like wander around your house for a little bit and then like go into the gallery and like click on the portrait and that actually starts the uh, uh, the experience of the game. But prior to that, you can go into the basement and there's like an Ouija board level where you, uh, uh, yeah, where you like put in random uh, uh, words just at at your discretion. You put in fear. You put in basement. You put in just whatever, and like maybe it'll start a cinematic in front of you. And that was my first experience of Layers of Fear, not knowing that it was a temporary DLC that disappeared after that year. That's so cool. Me personally, haven't played it. I just watched uh, uh, playthroughs of that game. But another yeah. game that I did play that is also definitely. Uh, influenced by the success of PT is uh, Resident Evil Seven. Ah, uh, yeah, yes. I, I, I also watched the uh, watched the playthrough of that. That's uh... I, I played it myself, and I, I think I lost a couple of years of my life. <laughs> <laughs> also, we're we're not paid to say this about games or anything, but uh, <laughs> Allison Road, <laughs> another game coming out that I've been watching and waiting for. That is, it looks straight up PT, like even yeah. just like in a, just a modern household environment. It, it looks good. Check it out. Cool. I just, I, I just wish that uh, uh, that Allison Road was like um, updating more. There's yeah. another one. There's another one called uh, uh, Visage, which looks mm-hmm. amazing for like the same but also different reasons. And yeah, like also also really cool. Also independent producers. Nice. Exciting. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so cool. many good games. 
uh, you asked, uh, because I felt like I totally disregarded your Smith question. I'm sorry about that. But oh, no. I felt it was so important to mention that I had cut that out. But you asked how my friends and stuff react oh, yes. on me, uh, mm -hmm. like rewarding or creating, not say for work art. And uh, like, I could just say that my friends know that I'm a huge pervert. I'm, <laughs> I'm very honest and open about like enjoying uh, erotica and like, just the reaction of strangers when I can list porn sites is just, it's amazing. I love it when they're <laughs> like, she knows what Braster is. We need to go. <laughs> <laughs> we need to get out of here. This is no longer safe. But I do have one fun story that happened earlier this year uh, when I was still offering Not Safe Work art on my Patreon. And I don't know if you know this, but I made a very, very short comic, uh, like a smut comic that I released on Patreon earlier this year. Now, I just never got around to finding, because that's, again, back to the payment thing. Yeah. A lot of pages don't want to release, like, a PDF of your smut comic. So I'm just lazy, and I haven't gotten around to releasing it for all to, to read, but I will get around to it eventually. Nice. But uh, the fun thing is that uh, my sister, uh, there's quite an age uh, gap between us. She's 11 years older than me. Mm -hmm. And... One day she was visiting my apartment and I had like I had kickstarted a book by an artist called uh, Koikun. He has amazing art, like just throwing that out there. And he's okay. incredibly good at not safe work art, like smut art. And he's made a couple of books. I, I'm right now, actually, as we speak, waiting for the third volume in his series called like, I think it's called Monsters and More or something, which is an 18 plus smut book with just some short comics and a lot of art and there's like everything from like demons to robots to like it's a wide spectrum of what's covered in those books awesome yeah we'll have and to link to that too <clears throat> yeah definitely it's super worth to check out if you're into that sort of stuff but with the kickstarters with the two previous ones you got like uh, some postcards and stuff together with the book mm -hmm. as bonus tiers and they were so beautiful that i've Framed three of them and hung on my wall, but they're obviously very not safe for work. <laughs> and my sister dropped by and she was like, Oh my, wow. Uh, <laughs> do you draw stuff like this? I was like, No, no. I thought totally. you're not on my Patreon, but like, no, no, I don't. And then <laughs> I proceeded to explain to her the whole mechanic of Patreon, like how that works. And she was like, I should totally support you. And I was like, yeah like that's totally up to you that would be kind and in my head i'm like she's just gonna pledge like one dollar uh, she'll never and then see she, that, goes yeah. to, she goes to pledge my highest tier and i'm like oh my god waiting in <laughs> like she's actually gonna see my spots <laughs> <laughs> that's great the worst thing is that we've never spoken of it like it's just unmentioned yeah that's great. It's just this this elephant in the room every time you get together now. That's very good. Um, well, on that subject of uh, kickstarting things, any uh, any people uh, you want to want to represent or uh, things you've been interested in right now that you want to call out? Wow, there's so much, and now I can't remember a single thing. <laughs> it's totally okay. But That's what happens every time it, somebody it, asks that question. Your brain is just like, nope, I don't need this information anymore. Yeah, well, it is like... A, like repetition of some of the things I already mentioned, like the Dirty Old Ladies podcast. Mm -hmm. If you're into uh, like learning, well, first of all, how it is to live off of and create uh, smut comics, but also comics in general, because they give a lot of good thumb rules for 
building stories, characters, uh, world building, and etc. Like it's really informative. I, I enjoy it greatly, and they're funny, which is a bonus always. Cool. Uh, and personally, when I work on my comic, like I obviously listen a lot to podcasts, and I would love to shout out a podcast called The Secret History of Hollywood. Okay. By I'm probably butchering his name, so please forgive me, but I think his name is Adam Roach. Okay. And let me just say that his voice, I think it's sent by the gods. Like <laughs> it's insane. Like I think he could talk any person out of their clothes. Like no matter what sexuality <laughs> and preference. Like he could just talk and your clothes would drop to the floor. Oh, <laughs> but what shit. he talks about is the history of Hollywood, like the last uh, hundred years or so. Like uh, actors, directors uh, from like old timey, like Walt Disney, uh, Universal Studios, cool. et cetera, et cetera. I think I should get a recording of his voice and just have that on hand. <laughs> yeah. You, Use it as a weapon you against definitely people. Should. <laughs> it's just an icebreaker. I think it'd be cool for a recording of his voice to be playing on like a on like a Hollywood bus tour or something. <laughs> and on your left, you will see this, and everyone's like, "Oh, cool, that's great." Wait, where did my clothes go? <laughs> oh. It very so quickly becomes the best kind bus. of party bus. <laughs> I I do have another question for you. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah. And we talked about drawing and playing video games. Is there something else you also like to do outside of art and games that you really find a lot of peace and enjoyment in that uh, someone may not know about? Such you? a good question. I think it's an important <laughs> question. <laughs> I'm extremely boring, but I have this very contradictory personality to being creative because most creative people, like no hate, it's just a hard truth, are very sloppy and they don't like care for like let's say tidying and uh, keeping stuff in order. It is definitely a well-represented trope, yeah. <laughs> I'm an order freak, so I get very happy mentally from just sitting in a clean room. That's great. And That's awesome. Together with that, I also recently, like this year, I started caring for plants, but being like a cave dweller, I can only have like really dark green plants. I can't have flowers and stuff. I need stuff that don't need sunlight. <laughs> so I'm slowly building an oasis and they also lend me great reference because uh, from time to time I draw a lot of green plants in my drawings that's right yeah cool no thank you yeah I think that's I think that's it for this one Jaws thank you so much for coming on and talking to us thank you for wanting to have me like I said in the beginning I have probably the least radio friendly voice I'm the complete opposite of uh, Adam Roach so sorry for that, but I hope it's bearable. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. It sounds perfectly fine. You did great. Yeah, thanks again. And uh, we will, I mean, we'll have to talk to you again soon. Yeah, for sure. I, I found a Megalodan, but his, his account is private. Oh, no. I can't get to know him. <laughs> well, maybe that means that he's the, uh, maybe he's the villain of this multiverse. Megalodan, come on. Yeah, come on, Megalodan. The other one is a... The Megalodon 69. I'm going to get to know that person. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we can, we can get them to do some sort of collaboration with Great White 420. He looks like he does car mods, so I guess that is an art form. So, yeah, I'm going to follow this guy. That is kind of interesting. Like, how, how far can the concept of using social media for your art form or craft and or craft, can this extend to? Yeah, you mean, like, what is the, the purview of this show? Yeah, uh, the the threshold, I guess. Yeah, it's that's sort of why I went with the term creator, 
And this yeah. actually, this this borders on a concept that I really want to talk about at length in a friend cast, but I want to be more prepared to talk about it. I hate the word okay. content. Everybody uses the word content to refer to their stuff because there's, there's not really a, a much better word that's so general. But th the reason I used the word creators in the description of this show is because I want to talk to any sort of creator of a thing. Yeah, I didn't use the word content for reasons that I will uh, explain at a future time. <laughs> so so would okay. that to put okay. you on the spot, would that like exclude uh, restoration? People that do that? I think what you're creating there is the is the experience of that thing that you're restoring. Uh, yeah. So, yeah, no, I, I agree with you. Like, it does sound a little weird because you would think that that only applies to people who are like literally creating something new. Mm -hmm. But like, I'm really interested in talking to like makers and things like that. People who, who build things and design things outside of an artistic sort of focus. I mean, that's, that's one of the reasons uh, Jason was one of our first people on the show. When you tell somebody you're going to interview like artists and creators, you don't immediately think of somebody who is putting together like a webzine, like the game hooks or somebody who created a dice for role-playing games. He's still a creator because he, he made something, he brought something into the world, and he's using social media to interface with people and tell them about that thing and sell that thing and, and promote it and that sort of thing. That was one of the reasons I liked having him on as the first guest is because that, that sets a decent threshold, and I think we can go even further beyond that. Sure. <laughs> I hope that answers the question. Yeah, uh, <laughs> absolutely. And if you didn't get that episode, you can go back a little bit and watch that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, just pause right here. Go back. We can ideally, wait. Ideally, you'll be listening to this episode on iTunes or Google Play Music or Stitcher, and you can just like scroll right down and click the, the next episode because we are currently under review for iTunes. They, they always take a while when you're submitting stuff yourself. I don't use a podcasting um i don't remember what the what the name is there's a term for these companies that aggregate a bunch of podcasts and submit them all to like itunes and spotify and stuff like that at the same time yeah i don't use any of those guys like uh, blueberry or libsyn or yeah. yeah i'm just submitting the stuff myself because i am obsessed with control so okay. uh, so yeah we have submitted to itunes we'll hopefully be on there soon we already got approved on google play music i didn't tell you guys we're well, we're up there now so you can find us on google play music you just search like for oh, like and we're one of the first podcasts that pops up so that's what gpm stands for did you guys have anything you needed to uh needed to call out yourselves uh, go ahead <laughs> alex no, no, just, just inhales <laughs> I, hoping somebody I, else yeah, will speak. just inhale <laughs> <laughs> um you can see my artwork at jdoffel.com i also have a jewelry shop which is using I'm using to help fund some other projects that Joe and I are actually working on Yeah. Uh, called warnsabi.com. And if you're listening to this podcast today, you can actually use a coupon code on that, on that website. Uh, just type in LFL podcast in the coupon redemption section on Etsy. Nice. And if you, if you've shopped with us online before and you didn't use that code, don't worry. I sent something else to go to you as a thank you. So thank you. What do I have going on? Oh, yeah, I'll talk more about this on uh, probably the next friend cast. Uh, but I did close the map making Patreon. I forgot to mention that in the uh, in the last episode. The reason being this podcast is like ridiculously fun to do. Uh, and I've been wanting to spend time doing something like this for a really long time. So 
this is sort of the current passion project. Uh, so eventually, we, you'll probably see a Patreon for this podcast going up. We're still working out what the rewards and stuff for that will be, but we got some cool ideas, and we'll be we'll be really excited to share that with you guys. Yeah. <laughs> where, where can we follow you, Alex? Uh, yeah. I'm on Instagram, artsy twat. I'm on YouTube, Alex Alston. Recently cleaned up my YouTube page, actually. <laughs> <laughs> nice. I, I think you're... After, your YouTube page is old enough that you have an actual username in your URL. I saw that, and I tried to change it, and YouTube said, nope. <laughs> yeah, just just live with it, man. <laughs> live with that, uh, whatever, uh, 2006. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, that was, like, really cringy, like, from, like, 11 years ago, and I wanted to change it when I, when I looked at it, and then YouTube said, hey, you, maybe you're uh, uh, eligible for a custom um url oh nice i was like yeah cool let me change that and then then the uh and then that goes to no sorry you're not eligible because you don't have at least 100 subscribers i have like 30 interesting so 100 is the mark for that yeah so i'm stuck with that okay for uh uh for a while (laughs) but it was good like seeing my seeing my youtube page again and uh uh and being like i should probably uh you know unlist some videos (laughs) maybe um Maybe change my uh, change my picture, you know. Yeah. So it's uh, uh it's pretty bleak on there, but but I'm hoping to just upload some I don't know weird experimental stuff. Yeah, definitely uh, do. But also I, also I draw silly stuff and make weird jokes and put that on Instagram, artsy twat, and uh, and I make terrible jokes on my Twitter <laughs> at fucking shags. Fucking shags. Uh, yeah. No, I'm super excited to see uh you get back into YouTube. So people go and subscribe to uh to alex alston's uh youtube page so that he can get above 100 subscribers and change his name <laughs> for real only two videos on there right now <laughs> yeah but hopefully hopefully that'll change i think i might put my last uh, my last short film on there cool pretty soon groceries because that's like five years old at this point yeah and it's you know it's not going to any more film festivals so i'm like you know yeah it'd be at least cool to for people to see uh sort of where you come from yeah. as a director You can find show notes for this and future episodes at lflpodcast.com. That's lflpodcast.com. Big thanks to my co-hosts, Alex and Jonathan. Pleasure being here. It was great. And thanks again to Jaws for talking with us. Links to everything we talked about today will be in the show notes as always. Thank you everyone out there for listening to the third episode of Like for Like. Take care of yourselves. And remember, if you don't know what the creepy book of ancient runes actually says, do not read it out loud. I'm going to subscribe to me. <laughs> <laughs>